Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders! Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Buckle up, buckle up, and buckle up. I'm trying to tell you, Raider Nation, there's a lot going on in the world of sports right now, and it's pretty incredible. There's a lot going on in the NBA. There's a lot going on in college football. Of course, the NFL is always fast and furious, but man, oh man, today has been one of those you cannot look up and say, Oh, it's a slow sports day. Nah, not today, man. Not today. NBA free agency officially begins in less than an hour. We we're already hearing about a lot of moving and shaking. At one point, Kyrie Irving was the biggest name that we were talking about in the NBA. Now, all of a sudden, we're talking about Kevin Durant and where he could end up playing because it doesn't look like Brooklyn is going to be the location that him and possibly Kyrie Irving play in the 2022 season. So that's obviously one of the headlines. Then all of a sudden, I look up and I see that USC is about to bounce you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing all these different moving and shaking going on. Looks like super conferences are about to be built in college football, something that we've been talking about for some time now, that it was something that was right around the corner, but no one really believed that it was going to happen. But all of a sudden you look up, you see USC, you see UCLA, and hear the rumblings that they're going to be on the way out of the, the Pac-12 and headed to the Big Ten. I mean, it's just, wow, what's really going on in sports? And then, oh, hey, by the way, we're here to talk some NFL, talk some action like that. No one training camps right around the season, and teams are going to start preparing for the upcoming 2022 season. So please believe there's a lot to get to on today, on today's show. which show today is a little bit shorter than usual. Normally we rock till 5 o'clock. Today we're going till 4 p.m. on the dot. Then we'll turn over the sticks to Eddie Pascal from Raiders.com, who has uh, Upon Further Review, and then that'll lead us into Aviator Baseball right after Upon Further Review. So we've got plenty to get to on the show today. we got some tickets to give away to Money in the Bank. Shawty, what you think? That's going on this, uh, this weekend, so we'll get you hooked up with that. And I'll tell you this. Before we really get into too much, I'll tell you the guest that we have coming up on the show. As a matter of fact, in a few minutes, Titus O'Neill, WWE superstar, he's going to join the show about 2.15, 2.30. We'll have former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader. He's at the uh, Raider Image Store in Summerlin. We talked about that yesterday on the show. He's going to be joining the show at 2.30. And then at 3 o'clock, Ben Lindsay from Pro Football Focus. He's the one who, who penned the article about the roster rankings, and we talked about it in a great length yesterday. Matter of fact, everybody's talked about it at this point. We talked about it in great length on the show. The Morning Tailgate was talking about it this morning. Uh, everyone's been talking. Harry Ruiz was talking about it just a little while ago as he was filling in for JT the Brick. It's been all over every sports network possible. I did a four-hour show last night on ESPN National filling in for, uh, for Freddie and Fitzsimmons, and we were talking about it on that show. So, I mean, everybody is talking about this piece. And I'll tell you right now, uh, it's going to be an interesting conversation when uh, Ben Lindsay joins the show at 3 o'clock because I have a lot of questions. I really do. As I came in pretty hot yesterday, a lot of Raider Nation was really a lot more chill than I was. But I, uh, I have a lot of questions. Really want to see how, how Ben came up with this, uh, you know, these projections and came up with the ranking for the, the Raiders and their roster. And, again, it's the roster. It's not the schedule. It's not how many wins they're going to have. It's not where their coach ranks. It's the roster. 53 guys, and from my point of view, 
53 guys that the Raiders are going to have and trot out there September 11th when they go and take on the, the uh, Chargers in L.A. is going to be pretty stinking good. Hey, Q, it's kind of good that you do the national shows because you get the national perspective. So mm -hmm. whoever you were doing the show with yesterday, last night, did they think 21st for the Raiders was too low? Yeah, they did. And as a matter of fact, they actually were giving Derek Carr a lot of props because Keyshawn Johnson had put out a list of the five scariest quarterbacks. And uh, the guy I was doing the show with, Jeff Turn, he actually does a radio show up in uh, South Dakota. He, uh, he was on the show with me, and he said, you know what, I'll tell you this. Derek Carr's not a quarterback that I'm scared of unless – Unless there's two minutes left in the game and you need, and you need a, a big winning drive because Derek Carr will win that game. So he's not saying he's one of the most scariest quarterbacks in the league as far as defenses don't want to go against him. But he does know what he, and recognizes what he brings to the table in the last two minutes. So I found that to be pretty interesting. He didn't think that the Raiders roster was that low. And he wasn't saying that to gas me up because he knows I'm here in Vegas, but he was just saying, like, no, it's, it's, it's definitely not a, a 21st-ranked roster. And, uh, you know, so we discussed it briefly, and then, like I said, he dropped that little nugget about Derek Carr. So I thought that, that was pretty cool. That's a nice little national perspective. And the one thing I'll tell you this, people always talk about, and I do too, you know, the national media, national media, national media. One of the things about it is if you start changing the blood that's in the national media, the narrative will start to change in the national media, Right. I mean, Jason Fitz works for ESPN, does a hell of a job. He gives the Raiders plenty of props. I would call it. Someone call it the new media. I mean, I, I'm not even going to go there with the <laughs> with the new media stuff. But I, I will say, if you start to change the blood and and change the landscape of who's in the national media, then you're going to start hearing a different narrative. And and you know what's funny with everything, and the more I've learned, I've I've been doing this national stuff with ESPN since December. Ever since I've learned about the 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 background, everything that they do comes out of the east and, and I, I already knew that but everything that they do is going to have that east slant a lot of times and this is how I felt when I was in central Texas and I was covering the big 12 and I would look back because I really respected Pac-12 football I respected Stanford I respected uh, USC I respect UCLA Berkeley you know I always respected out west because I'm from out west but what I noticed is whenever it'd be Heisman voting or it'd be any kind of rankings of of teams a lot of times the voters or the people that have the biggest voice don't even see the games. Don't even see, you know, like Christian McCaffrey, there's no way that the year he was at Stanford, the monster season he had, shouldn't have won the Heisman Trophy. But the problem is nobody saw it. Nobody saw him put those performances in because everyone was locked in on the SEC, Eastern time zone, or Central time zone, instead of a West Coast time zone. Even though this is the best coast as I've, as I've been in multiple time zones, this is the best coast to watch sports and cover sports because even after that late game is over it ain't late you know what i mean it's not late like when i get off at freddie and fitzsimmons tonight after i do the show it's gonna be 1 a.m it ain't gonna be 1 a.m for me it's gonna be 10 <laughs> you know it's a big difference so this is the best coast to watch sports on but the what i'm learning the point i'm trying to make is once we start to change the landscape and the eyeballs that are on the games and the teams and the different sports then the narrative will start to change so I know everyone doesn't like me. Everyone doesn't like Vinny. Everyone doesn't like – I mean, nobody can please everybody. But when you start to get newer blood, fresher blood in these different positions, then you'll start to hear the narrative change. So regardless if it's me, if it's DeMond, if it's, you know, Harry Ruiz, if it's JT, whoever it is. And JT was filling in for Jim Rome today. Jim freaking Rome. That's a big deal, right? Regardless if you like Jim Rome or not. But you think JT is going to go to that show and not have – a little bit of love for the Raiders and give the Raiders some love, that starts to change the narrative. So that's, a, a, that's just another element of the conversation. I mean, I'll tell you, 
I don't think ESPN National has heard so much West Coast talk in a long time since they put me on. I mean, we be talking about the Bay Area. I be chatting, Bay Area. I mean, you know, we got drops now. We got drops <laughs> that do. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, oh, Q's always repping for the Bay in Las Vegas and the West Coast. And so it's different. The narrative is changing. And I'm not saying it's going to be me single-handedly, but the more people that represent where we're at right now or where the Raiders are playing at, you're going to start to hear the narrative change. So now just a little side note right there. But, uh, man, it's, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun, and, and uh, it's, it's a crazy, busy sports day. And we got some really good guests to come up on the show that I'm excited about. Again, Titus O'Neill will join us in a matter of minutes. Former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader will join us. And then Ben Lindsay from Pro Football Focus want to get to, uh, to the bottom of his roster rankings. Now, I met Titus O'Neill earlier today, and unfortunately, DeMond was not able to be there. He was supposed to be in attendance as well. We were at a community event, just one project over on the north side of Las Vegas, and I was there because A.J. Cole, the Raiders punter, was supposed to be there. So DeMond was going to go there and get some WWE interviews. I was going to go there and get A.J. Cole interview. Well, A.J. and his fiance went on vacation. He showed up yesterday, and he went on vacation, so A.J. wasn't there. But... I didn't even care about that because what I witnessed over on the north side of Las Vegas this morning, I tweeted out a bunch of pictures from both my Twitter account and Raider Nation Radio 920's Twitter account, was incredible. Videos as well. What they're doing over there is, I mean, it's really humbling, first of all. It it's, uh, opens up your mind, and really it made me so appreciative. And we, are, we don't argue. We complain about what we have and what we don't have all the time. But when you see people, when I drive up, I pull up in my car, Get out with my white polo on, my brand new white Nikes on, feeling good about myself. And I see people lined up around the building, waiting in line to get some fresh fruit, to get some fish, to get some bread, to get some kind of food that is being handed out by the Just One Project. You know how humbling that is? When I start walking around the building and, and people tell me, Q, they've been lined up here since about 645 this morning. Lined up. One guy walked by me, he was wearing a Raider hat, so he saw my Raider polo, and he said, hey, man, just win, baby. And I said, eh, yeah, that's what's up. And he said, and he thought I played for the Raiders. He said, oh, you play for the Raiders? I said, no, I work at the radio station. He said, oh, that's cool. And I said, how are you doing today? And he's like, well, and he pointed at his basket of food that he had just received, free food, fresh food, food he was able to pick out and said, I'm blessed. I'm doing really well now. I'm chilling. And that's just, I mean, that's humbling, right? It's humbling because a lot of times we don't realize how good we really have it. We like to get on social media, complain and argue and fight amongst each other. We like to get on the radio and talk trash to each other and yell and scream at each other. And I'm not talking about me and you, DeMond. I'm just talking about in general. You know, there's always some chirping. There's always some whatever, being and mowing. It's always something. And then you get out there into, a, into an environment where it's hot outside. you got a bunch of volunteers that are out there serving food to less fortunate people. And the Just One project that was going on. That's, that's a humbling experience. And then you see a guy like Titus O'Neal, WWE superstar. And I don't have to tell you, DeMond, how big Titus O'Neal is. He got out of the car, walked up, shook my hand. Hey, how you doing, young man? I said, hey, I'm fine. This is that. He goes in the, in, the, in the back room, you know, freshens up a little bit, boom, comes out, starts serving food to people. Starts serving food to people. WWE obviously is in town for money in the bank, but, I mean, he didn't have to do that. They're, they're all around town right now doing community service, and, and, and I, I just think that that's awesome. And we know that the Raiders are very active in the Las Vegas community. A.J. Cole was there yesterday. I mean, he's advertised to be there today. He was there yesterday. Marcel Reese was there yesterday. That kind of stuff, man, when I see that, and again, I tweeted out a bunch of pictures and videos of it, it's, it's just humbling. So every once in a while when we start complaining about everything that we don't have or everything that we need or this, that, and the other – 
it's just it's it, it's crazy when you start to see when you start to see people who just wish they had a little something. So yeah, that that's that's a that was that like I said, that was that was something that that I enjoyed and and Titus O'Neill should join us in a matter of seconds. Uh just got a text, you know, ask saying that they were about to call in. So, Demon, give us a little background on Titus O'Neill before he calls in. All right, Titus O'Neill, he played uh, college football at the University of Florida. And, you know, like with WWE, because it is a sport, you do have to be athletic. Transition into WWE was um, a part of a tag team, the Primetime Players. He does this this uh, chant, and it's, yeah, Toby's doing it here in the studio with me. He, like, puts his hands <laughs> above his head, like, almost like the fraternity style. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Mark, the cues. You know? That's like the cues. Yeah, exactly. So there he does go. that. That was a part of his character. And he's grown from, um, from being an in-ring competitor to just being, I think, one of his titles as just global ambassador. Because he is one of those yeah. people that he's won awards for the charity work that he puts in. He's just someone that, you know, a great father and great in like whatever community that you need him in. Because that's also big about WWE where they do so many, they grant so many wishes for Make-A-Wish. And that all the charity work that they do, he is one of the best that, you know, he's transitioned from, hey man, we don't even need you in the ring anymore. Right. Just go out and represent the brand. Right, yeah, that's why exactly WWE uh, ambassador, superstar, uh, and just excited. And so, hey, before I left, you know, I, and I knew you wanted to be there in attendance, and uh, because you filled in on the morning tailgate this this morning, uh, you didn't have that opportunity. I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and do a solid, and I want to be able to promote the event, and I want Titus to be able to tell the story the right way. And you know so much about him, I was like, man, let's see if we can hook this up. So I asked the fine folks there, hey, could you make this happen? Could you get him to call us uh, about two fifteen? He said, yeah, we can do that. And so I just got a text from him, said that that. Should be calling in any second now, Demond. So uh, we'll talk to Titus O'Neil, WWE superstar, WWE ambassador, in a matter of minutes. That's when we'll open up the opening drive. But again, man, I just thought that that was really cool to see a, a guy like that give back. And even if it wasn't him, like they told me, they kept apologizing to me that AJ Cole wasn't there, and I was like, no, that's fine. Like this experience, just being out here. I, it was actually one of the the young ladies. Uh, she's a volunteer. She was serving tilapia up. It was funny, and I was taking a video of just the different foods that were out there. A lot of fresh fruit, uh, a lot of fresh fish, and everything. And she goes, "Is that my boy Q?" And you can hear it in the video. She's like, "Is that my boy Q?" And I said, "It is." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, hey, that's what's up." You know, but it was just, it was just the, you know, that's the community helping the community. It's people volunteering. You know, out there, and, and that's what it takes. And there's no misters out there. There's no, you know, there's no cold tanks or anything. I mean, they had tents, but look. You can't, you can't cool off the heat, right? It's still blazing hot outside, even at 8.45, 9 o'clock in the morning. So everyone was out there. It was super hot, but they were taking care of the community. And I just think that that's such a big deal. And like I said, sometimes we, uh, we get into it. We argue football. We argue sports. We argue whatever we want. Politics, I don't argue that. But, you know, some people do. But at the end of the day, man, when you see people wrapped around a building waiting to get some fresh food and some fresh fish, you can put all your differences aside, right? It doesn't matter about anything. And all that matters is that the community is being served in a major way, and that is what's important. And that's how we survive as, as not a race, but the human race. You know, we take care of our, 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 our each other. We take care of the community in a major way. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. And now it's time to bring on our guest. I met him earlier this morning. He was out at the Just One Project over on the north side of Las Vegas. That's Titus O'Neill, WWE Superstar Ambassador. And Titus, thank you so much for your time. And how humbling was that to be out there and giving back to the community this morning? Uh, it's always great. Uh, you know, WWE's motto is to put smiles on people's faces, and 
today we saw a lot of smiles on a lot of people's faces, not just at uh, at just one project, but also Goody Two Shoes and over at Opportunity Village. So it's been a great day so far, and one of the greatest parts of our jobs as WWE superstars is being able to go out into the community and uh, and leave a lasting legacy wherever we go. You know, and how did it make you feel? I mean, I was telling everyone before uh, you jumped on that, look, I got there about 8-something, and the line was just wrapped around the building of people there getting fresh food, fresh vegetables, fish, all that good stuff because they were just – they're hungry, obviously. But how did how did that make you feel to be able to help put that smile on people's faces and them thank you after you uh, helped serve the food to them? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, again, I – I came from very humble beginnings, so knowing, uh, you know, the, number one, the courage to be in that line, especially in this heat, mm-hmm. uh, it's a, a very big need. And obviously, in, uh, food insecurity is something that uh, not only plagues this Las Vegas community, but communities across the country. And so uh, being able to be with organizations like uh, like we were today to, to help, you know, not only alleviate that, that uh, the suffering of, of not being able to provide a meal or things like that. I mean, who knows uh, what, you know, these individuals would be forced to eat had they not had an opportunity to come to the One Just Project today. So, uh, you know, not only are they getting fresh fruits, vegetables, fish, and things like that, but we even went into the side of the, the pantry where some of them can pick stuff from. They have actual recipes on how to prepare some of this stuff. So uh, they're they're uh, doing what they can on a consistent basis to help uh, not only the, the issue with food insecurity, but also to uh, to help educate these individuals on how to make smarter decisions. Uh, and a lot of times, it's really not more much more expensive to do that. It just takes a little bit more time. Yeah, Titus, and with all the charity work that the WWE does when it comes to Make-A-Wish Foundation or today donating at a food drive, how important is it for what you guys do as WWE superstars to be involved in communities and that outreach that you provide? Because to me, that's what makes WWE so great. When you see someone like John Cena, he's granted more Make-A-Wish wishes than anyone on earth. So just how does that go with the WWE to you guys like get that outreach and you provide to all your fans and the communities that you service? Well, yeah, I mean, John's a perfect example of, uh, of, of how we want to take the lead. You know, all of our superstars have great backstories. Uh, they're all very well versed in one, in one charity or another. And uh, fortunately for us, we have very great partnerships with numerous uh, organizations that are doing tremendous work. You take the Boys and Girls Club, and you got several of us that are Boys and Girls Club kids that we get a chance to do things with them across the globe. And, uh, you know, uh, Special Olympics. Uh, we're a, a title sponsor for uh, summer games, world games, all different types of things. Uh, obviously, Drew McIntyre being a global ambassador for Special Olympics is something very special, along with Undertaker. Um, so we use our, we try to utilize our platform uh, to the best of our ability. Uh, we do have a very huge platform. We got more followers on social media than the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball combined. So we try to take that and uh, and turn it into a uh, memorable moment not only just in the ring but outside and in these communities and uh obviously with a brand as strong as wwe and global presence uh gives us least least credence for us to, to do a lot of, of great work and good work in so many different communities and I, I think that over the last probably two or three years even more so uh we've just had an opportunity to highlight things those things more because we have so many great superstars 
tremendous athletes, uh, tremendous performers, but uh, most importantly, tremendous people that do believe in giving back. Talking right now with Titus O'Neill, WWE superstar, WWE ambassador here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Now, my man Damon wanted to ask you about uh, Money in the Bank going on this weekend. Yeah, Titus, because I'm a big WWE fan. I mean, some people don't know about Titus. He was the first 24-7 champion in Ooh. WWE. Got to give him his accolades, yes, all right? Yes, sir. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Money in the Bank coming up, can you just speak to how big of a pay-per-view this is going to be and what Money in the Bank or what winning it is and what it means for these superstars that are competing in it? Well, Money in the Bank has definitely been one of our staple premium live events for years. Uh, it is a, a, a particular pay-per-view, much like the Royal Rumble, that, uh, that can change the trajectory of someone's career. And, uh, you know, over the last few years, we've been able to uh, highlight women more in that uh, main, in, in that Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So we now have a Money in the Bank ladder match for both the female and the male superstars. And each uh, one of those competitors uh, has a chance to not only write history, but also rewrite history by either cashing it in the same night, uh, surprising and shocking the world, or just cashing it in at the right time. And then we have championship title matches that are uh, on the card as well. The tag team championships are on the, t- on the line. The Usos have obviously been on a great run along with uh, Roman Reigns uh, in establishing the bloodline, and they're going to be facing a very hungry and young uh, Street Profits uh, tag team that uh, has been on a roll. You know, they, they are former champions as well, so they know what it takes to get here. Uh, obviously, Bianca Belair having a title match versus Carmella, uh, the, the match that was supposed to happen actually last time we were in uh, in Las Vegas right here at Allegiant Stadium uh, for SummerSlam. Uh, the, the match was slated to happen then, and then obviously Becky Lynch uh, beat up <laughs> Carmella prior to the match, and uh, she went on to become the WWE Women's Bowl. A lot of backstories uh, will unfold. Uh, this Saturday night, um, and a lot of history will be made and uh, rewritten uh, possibly uh, on that night. And uh, what better way to put all your chips in one place than Vegas? And uh, we're looking forward to putting on a, a hell of a show uh, and leaving these people that uh, come out to this great city uh, uh, going home happy. Yeah, Titus, and you got some history with money in the bank as well. That's when you won the tag team championships when yes, you're part sir. of the primetime players. Oh, man, like yes. I said, got to give, give you those accolades. <laughs> yeah. But I got to ask yeah, this. I, uh, yeah, definitely uh, a very special pay-per-view to me. Like you said, Columbus, Ohio, uh, me and Darren Young defeated the New Day. Uh, we were the only ones to defeat the New Day uh, up to that point uh, to become the uh, WWE World Tag Team Champions. And uh, definitely a day that will always and forever be very special to me, uh, as uh, this uh, coming weekend will be very special to all of the competitors that are competing inside of this ring uh, to rewrite uh, or to write their portion of, of history into the WWE history books. All right, Titus, before you came on, I was in telling Q about you, and, like, I don't know which fraternity you were in or what brotherhood you are part of, but <laughs> we are, who, who, who establishes that, like, that chant that you do, like the dog hooting? Oh, I, I, it's, it's, it's the dog bark, and it's the mighty Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, and, uh, you know, we have uh, numerous uh, celebrities and art, artists and entertainers, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, Stephen A. Smith, Ray Lewis, Michael Jordan, I mean, I could go on and on and still be here, uh, but we're the, the, uh, 
the mighty Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. And so, yeah, when I first started doing that in the WWE ring, uh, there were several African-Americans across the globe wondering why all these white people were throwing their hands up in the air and barking, and then they realized it was because WWE superstar Titus O'Neil is an Omega man. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it caught on, and, uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of the organization, very proud to be a member of it, a mighty member of it, and continuing to leave out the, uh, the, the creeds of manhood, scholarship, and perseverance, and uh, <clears throat> get a great chance to do it on a, on a huge stage with WWE. No doubt about it. Well, Titus, you're doing some great things, not only in the ring and with WWE, but also doing some great things in the communities wherever you go. And, uh, again, it was great to meet you earlier today. Continue to do that work, and we appreciate your time this afternoon. All right, thanks, man. Uh, you guys have a great weekend, and hopefully we'll see you at Money in the Bank. No doubt about it. There he goes, Titus O'Neil, WWE superstar, WWE ambassador. Damon, you don't know about the Qs? You don't know about the Qs? I ain't even a fraternity guy, and I know about the Qs. No, no, nope. not not this cue, but the cues. <laughs> <laughs> but no, big shout out to Titus O'Neill, man, and uh, I'm glad that we had an opportunity to tag team that uh, that interview because that was some really good stuff. And uh, again, man, I'm more impressed, and I know, I, I mean, I know that your 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 uh, wrestling background, but I'm so impressed with just the the work in the community, and I think it's so important and so major. So many thanks to Titus, many thanks to uh, all the folks that made it possible for him to call his call in and just let us know about the great work he's doing around town. And again. Money in the Bank is coming up this weekend. We have tickets that we'll give out before this show is over at 4 p.m. So that's a tease what we do here in the business uh, called radio. This is Unnecessary Roughness coming up next. Former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader will join the show. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Got to give a lot of props to my guy Titus O'Neill, WWE superstar and ambassador who just joined us in the last segment. Talked about the community work that him and the WWE were doing earlier today. Of course, Money in the Bank is going to be taking place this weekend. Shout out to my man Adam who uh, hooked up that interview. Shout out to my guy Demond as well. But right now on the phone lines, a guy that I haven't seen and talked to since I believe the Fred Belitnikoff crab feed is, uh, feed is former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader, who's over at the Summerlin location for the Raiders' image, the grand opening. And Jay's, how, how's everything doing today? How are you doing, my man? I'm doing well. How are you, Q? Oh, man, I'm fantastic, and uh, we're getting excited. Training camp's right around the corner, and this uh, season, this roster that this Raiders team is putting together looks like it's going to be a really good one, so we're all pumped up. Around this time of year, you know, when it's a couple weeks out of, of from training camp, what? how did you start to get your mind right and get prepared for the upcoming grind? Well, the calendar turns tomorrow to July 1st, and that's always the magic date for a player, because from July 1st to and the end of February, you hope you're busy and you're playing football and you're trying to get your mindset for the long haul. It's a grind. It's, it's a battle every day and, uh, you want to be in it for the long haul. So you're trying to plan on seven, eight months of nonstop football and just getting your mind ready to go. So Derek Carr gets uh, his college teammate in, Devontae Adams, the Raiders trade from, with Green Bay, bring him in to Las Vegas. If you had had an opportunity to get one of your guys, some guy that you knew you had great chemistry with, how would you feel in, in that situation? 
Well, I think he's got to be excited. I think Derek's got to be extremely excited because it just adds to the weapons that he has between Waller, Jenkins, Renfro. And now you, you bring in a, one of the top guys in the league at his position, without a doubt. And also you have a new head coach that's got some exciting new uh, opportunities for you. So Derek's got to be ecstatic. I'm looking for some big things this year from the Raiders. Yeah, that's what it feels like. That's what we've all been talking about here on Raider Nation Radio 920, that, you know, this should be a really good year. It's all planned out to be a good year. But, of course, you got to go get it done on the field. It looks good on paper. But just from a distance, how you're looking at this team, what do you think of this roster, the way they put it together so far? I, I really like the roster. I think they helped themselves, obviously, on offense, uh, getting Devontae Adams. But I think getting Chandler Jones on defense uh, to go on the other side is going to be a big help, too, because their secondary is still young, uh, still unproven. And in today's football, you either got to rush the passer or you got to play really good pass defense. And I, I think right now they got some guys that can rush the passers. So I think the defense is going to be greatly improved, and I look forward to it. How long do you think it takes for guys to be able to gel? Like when training camp gets going, how, how long do you think it'll take for Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, everyone to be all on the same page with Derek and also with what Josh McDaniels wants to do? Well, I'm not worried about the guys. The guys will be on the same page quickly. Uh, football players read football players. Derek knows what these guys do, how they move, and all that stuff. The big question for them is, can they pick up Josh McDaniels' system? Can they get his adjustments and everything that he wants done, be able to make all those mental changes and then just go out and play football because they're great athletes. You want them to go out and be free out there on the field and just react and do what they're capable of doing, and that's being a great athlete. So hopefully they're putting in the mental prep and the mental preparation time right now to get that done. Talking right now with former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader. We're talking to him on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, you're over at the Raider Image. You're going to be signing some autographs. It's a grand opening of the store in Summerlin. Have you had a chance to walk around there and see some of the nice items that uh, that someone could come pick up today? You know, yeah, they got a whole bunch of nice items. I know they got they got a couple of nice recliners that pretty comfortable, so people don't come by. I might be snoozing in one of those pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> those things are pretty nice, but uh, yeah, they got great items and you know, you got to get ready. You got to get ready for the season. So come get your gear. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. Uh, MT, Mike Taylor sent me a couple pictures of some of the items over there, and I'm telling you, uh, if I wasn't on the radio, I'd be there right now uh, been yeah. ready to spend some money because they have some fantastic stuff. Have you seen the couch? They have a couch and a nice coffee table over there. Well, they have a couch. they got a great – the coffee table is awesome. Uh, <laughs> the, the one that's scary, though, Q, is in the back they got the massage chair. So you can get in that. Yeah, you can get in that. You might, you might not get out. So you'll be there for about a week. They'll just keep opening and closing the store. And just like, hey, he's just part of the store. Don't worry about it. Right. He's just part of this play. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking right now with Jay Schrader, former Raiders quarterback here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So you're going to be there signing some autographs. How long are you going to be there? I'll be here till 5 o'clock tonight. So come on by and, and see us. It's a beautiful location right here in Summerlin and Mall. So uh, come on down and visit. All right, Jay, when it comes to signing a jersey, what's that perfect placement for you? Because when people want you to sign the jersey that they're already wearing, where's that perfect place that you know you can get a good <laughs> signature and just get a clean sign? Well, I, uh, I'm fortunate I have two. So I'll go up and down on the one. Uh, if they have the 13 jersey, go up and down on the one or across the top of the three, uh, depending on what they prefer. So uh, it's nice to have, you know, numbers that got straight lines in them because you can do that a little easier than you can you know, when you got all those curves. <laughs> so when people start making the special requests, is it hard if someone's like, hey, I want it like on the back shoulder and they're still wearing <laughs> oh, it and they're yeah. not going to take it off? 
<laughs> yeah, because they, you know, what they don't realize is they got a stretch jersey on. You got to try to stretch it out to, to sign your name. Then it stretches back. It doesn't look like your name. Then they're disappointed. You're like, dude, I've tried to tell you, you know, that doesn't work. So, you know, they're very comfortable to wear all the stretch fabrics, all the high tech fabrics, everything else. They get very difficult to find every now and then. Talking right now with Jay Schrader, former Raider quarterback here on NSA Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And uh, anytime I get a, a Raider alum on the phone, I always want to ask them what it means to be once a Raider, always a Raider. What does that mean to Jay Schrader? Well, that means that you're always connected to the team and you're always uh, – the good things about the Raiders, they always remember you. They remember you, you know, for, for birthdays and, and everything else. So it's nice to be a part of the family. It's always nice to be known, that, you know, that you're welcome back at any time. And they, the Raiders do a great job at that. So once a Raider, always a Raider is a, is a great thing for a former player. You know, and I've heard a lot of former players say, I've been at different organizations, Q, and they don't all do it like this. The Raiders are really good at taking care of their alumni. Well, let me tell you one thing. I, you know, I only played one year in Cincinnati, but I have never gotten a phone call from Cincinnati. Wow. Wow. That tells you all you need to know right there, right? How, how about that? Yeah. Is that how does that describe it? Man, that yeah, that's a rough deal. <laughs> it really is <laughs> a rough deal. Not getting a call, call not a birthday wish, nothing. So, uh, nothing, man, yeah, that is a that is a rough deal. So, when you look at the AFC West, Jay, because it's 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 loaded. We know that Russell Wilson goes right. to the Broncos. We know Justin Herbert's on the come up, and of course, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. How do you see this? I mean, is this one of those that, as a player, you just get excited for the gauntlet that is your own division? Well, you see, the the, the unique thing about the AFC West right now is there's some matchup issues that everybody struggles with, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City always has a hard time in Denver for whatever reason, right? Raiders have a hard time with Kansas City. You go back and forth, you know, Raiders, Raiders and Chargers kind of slug it out all the time. Chargers seem to know what Kansas City is doing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I just, my prayer is that everybody stays healthy right. and it can be a battle because, you know, if one team drops out of it because they get one or two injuries, that's no fun. Nobody wants to see that. So I just hope everybody can stay healthy and it comes down to it. Hey, at the end of last year, you know, Raiders are playing the Chargers to go to the playoffs. Couldn't get any better. That was a fantastic game. You know, the stadium was rocking. So let's hope that that happens again this year. Hey, Jay, earlier this week, um, Derek Carr was telling Q about like a little bit of a chip on the shoulder that he has because he's not being like the team's just not being respected. Like they're not projected on a lot of national media to make it back to the playoffs. I wonder when you guys made the playoffs in 1990, you guys went 12 and four that season with Archell, and then the next season, did you feel any of that, or did that happen to the Raiders that sometimes just the media? I know it doesn't think, matter, but hey, they're just like just disrespecting a playoff berth. Well, I, th- I think it always matters. The players are the ones that. You know, and I think you keep that bottled up. That's part of the drive uh, professional athletes have. They're never satisfied. You know, hey, we went to the playoffs. Great. Guess what? That year was last year. We're getting back, and we're going to be better. And, you know, it doesn't matter what, you know, the guys that are pushing the pencils and typing on typewriters and all that stuff. Hmm. Boy, did I just date myself yeah. typing on a typewriter. <laughs> okay, typing on a computer Okay. Wow. Okay. You know, those guys, um, you know, they just fuel the fire. And, you know, everybody at this level is a competitor. The the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. And that's what everybody starts out at. And, hey, as I said, the calendar is turning in July. Everybody's got a chance. Right. No doubt about that. And, Jay, before we let you go, and we do appreciate your time this afternoon, we found out about USC and UCLA. Of course, UCLA being your alma mater, uh, headed out of the uh, Pac-12 and to the Big Ten. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I have a hard one with that. 
how do you, how do you have West Coast schools that are in the back ten? I mean, the Big Ten. Right. I, I just don't understand. Let's you know. I I know it's all about the money right now, and it's all about you know trying to get in. But and let's keep the pack. You know, hey, look, it was pack eight, pack ten, yeah, pack twelve. Let's keep them together. I, I just don't understand all these teams. You know, unfortunately, I do believe we're heading to a couple of super conferences, and mm-hmm. those will be the ones, you know, you come out of that, you'll play everybody in there, and that'll be your national championship because uh, everybody else is kind of getting left behind, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, and they've been talking about that super conference thing for a while now, and it's something that I always thought, like, yeah, it's not going to happen. But, Jay, you're right. It feels like super conferences is what it's about to be. It's it, Yeah, it's, it's getting close, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Well, Jay, thank you so much for your time. I know you're going to be busy there at the Raider Image in Summerlin. Everyone's going to go over there and ask you for your autograph, take your picture with you. But we appreciate you taking some time for us this afternoon. You bet. You guys have a good one. All right, you too. There he goes. Former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader joining us here on the show. And, yeah, he's absolutely right, man. This Super Conference is inevitable. Uh, It's going to happen. It's all about the money. We know it's all about the money. Uh, I've never had a problem with uh, NIL. I know it's a little out of control. People are making more money in college than they are in the pros, but whatever. I mean, you know, they uh, they knew that that Pandora's box was going to be open. It's open, and it's wide open, like I like to say, like some old-school TV antennas. So many thanks to Jay Schrader for joining us, giving us a few minutes of his time and if you're uh, out and about and you want to go get some Raider merchandise head on over to the Raider image in Summerlin brand new grand opening they've got some fantastic stuff and I'm telling you MT sent me uh, some pictures of some merchandise that they have in the store and I I talked about that bar stool table that I wanted and that I got for Father's Day guess what it's there the bar table is there so if you want it go get it it has a nice little uh, director chairs next to it it's there the couch that I mentioned with Jay it's there it's a three-seating couch has the coffee tables in front of it also I don't know exactly how to describe this except for it's a it's the stadium it's a Legion Stadium it's a beautiful like an end table uh, nice light wood on it it just it's 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 awesome it says Las Vegas Raiders open July 31st 2020 capacity 65,000 has the Raider logo on it it lights up oh man it is fantastic and so uh yeah I, the wife doesn't know it but I think I'm gonna have to make a beeline over there at uh, some point Maybe while she's out getting her hair done or getting her nails did, I might have to go and uh, make a beeline over there and check it out and see what I could do because uh, that is really cool. So they obviously got some great stuff over there. So I definitely encourage you to go check it out. Of course, it's a sale going on right now. So if you uh, want to save a little bit of money, you can. Uh, 30% off from, uh, well, it, it, that ended at 1 o'clock today, but they still have 20% off through Tuesday there at the Raider Image in Summerlin. So go check them out. 2.42 is the time. We'll come back. We'll close out hour number one. It's already gone by that fast and furious actually i uh, have a lot we have a lot to get to uh, as we close out the hour so uh, we'll do that when we come back this is unnecessary roughness on radio nation radio 920 kevin durant and his business manager rich Kleiman on finding a trade uh, for the franchise star apparently durant requested a trade from the nets how are you viewing this move from durant well, I'm viewing it as the weakest move I've ever seen from a superstar. Plain and simple. Our gymnastics team was so dominant that Kevin Durant told me he wants to play for them next year. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Gotta get big shots to my guy, Fabian. Just shot me a, a, a little message on Twitter through DMs. Let me know there's a 20% sale on the Raider Image online store, too. So any Raider fans that are streaming... This show right now, no matter where you are, if you want to go to the Raider Image Store online, you can get a 20% off 
your purchase as well. So, Fabian, shout out to you, man. I definitely appreciate that. And we only have three three guests lined up for the show today, and we've already talked to two. <laughs> How cool is that? Titus O'Neil started us off, WWE superstar. Uh, he was out at the Project One uh, event this morning, handing out food, doing uh, doing yeoman's work, man, community service, out there doing it in a major way. The WWE does that, and Titus does as well. So we definitely thank him for that. And then we just heard from former Raider quarterback, Jay Schrader, and of course we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. Sir Whiskey Ray, hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Q&D, thank you so much for bringing on Jay Schrader here on the airways. I still remember when we acquired him from Washington. I honestly thought Joe, Joe was, I honestly thought Jay was going to take us to the Super Bowl. That 1990 season, he led us to a 12-4, and but the Bo Jackson injury happened for Cincy in the playoffs. That was heartbreaking. The following week was a stinker as we got handled by Buffalo 51-3 in the AFC Championship game. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. And, yeah, I remember that as well, brother. And, you know, it's crazy, right? Look at the record, 12-4. and four. And then you saw what happened in the, in the playoff game. And then remember the 2016 season. We always go back to that, talk about Derek Carr. What was their ultimate record at the end of the season? 12-4. and four. And I know he didn't get injured in the playoff game, but he might as well have, right? As soon as, that, as soon as he suffered that injury, everyone knew that the season was over. As soon as Bo suffered that injury, everyone knew the season was over. Everything was a wrap. So uh, I'm right with you, Sir Whiskey Ray. Uh, definitely appreciate Jay giving us a few minutes of his time this afternoon as he's uh, preparing to be signing autographs for quite a while up till 5 o'clock at the Summerlin Raider Image location, the grand opening of that. Coming up at 3 o'clock, Ben Lindsay from Pro Football Focus. He's going to join the show to talk about the rankings, the roster rankings, how he has the Raiders uh, listed at 21st in the league and 12th in the AFC. So uh, I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt and let them uh, tell us how they came up with this, that, and the other. So we'll do that with Ben coming up at 3 o'clock. But I uh, want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. we got our guy, ABA Ivan Davis. Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, how's it going, Keith? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I like the first guy uh, who was on the show. He's kind of a guy after my own heart. Okay, a little bit. Okay, because uh, I've been homeless for 14 years. Long time. Okay, and I recently made it out. So I know what the importance of giving uh, back to the community is all about. Yeah. Okay, so I uh, really appreciate that. Can't wait for your guest to come up on the, uh, <laughs> on the ranking show. Right. Okay, because uh, we have to live explaining to you how the, a playoff team that improves all of a sudden drops to 21. I, and I don't agree with the defense, because, I mean, in order for what he talked about to be accurate, okay, the defense would have to be an absolute sieve. I mean, even worse than when my man, who had the bad defense as a coach, I can't think of his name a couple of seasons ago. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we'd have to have that type of defense to have the offense I think we're going to have and to still be ranked 21st in the NFL. I mean, we talk about giving up 30 points, 35 points a game, literally. Right. Okay, and as far as how he described it, and I just don't think that's going to happen. Anyway... You know, 3 o'clock come quick, so that'll go, my <laughs> man. You have a great day. Hey, you too, ABA Ivan Davis. Thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, you're talking about Ben Lindsay coming up at 3 o'clock to talk about his piece that he put out, and ESPN put it out as well, NFL roster rankings for all 32 teams for 2022, strengths, weaknesses, and X factors for every starting lineup. And that's really one of my biggest questions is you have strengths, you have weaknesses. I think we know where the strengths should lie with the Raiders. 
I think we know where the weaknesses lie with the Raiders. But when I hear X factors, I think guys that can can help you in a in, in a way improve, right? Who's the X factor? I never say like who's the X factor and all of a sudden it's a bad player. I always say X factor as, you know, maybe a guy that we're not talking about that could help improve the team, but the way it was really broken down was more like the secondary wasn't very good and Trayvon Mullen didn't really play enough games to to qualify being a, a good player, so uh, really, it was almost like a, the the roster took a hit because of that. So there's there's a bunch of questions that we have, and we'll talk to Ben coming up at three o'clock. And I do appreciate him coming on the show because I I mean I know he knows he knows where he ranked the Raiders, so he he knows he's coming on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. So I'm sure he has no doubt that Raider Nation is not happy with the rankings. And again, it's not like I'm going to jump him and be all yelling and screaming at him or anything. You know, I'm not that dude. But just going to ask him. In, in, from a respectful place, going to ask him, you know, how how he came up with this formula, how it all shook out, all, all that good stuff. So that'll come up at 3 o'clock. Rob in Oakland always hits us with some really good texts. He hit us on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword r Power rankings are designed to rank NFL teams beyond the win-loss records. In theory, that list separates contenders from pretenders. Is your list a statistical exercise, or do you believe it has predictive value for the upcoming season? If so, what specifically will it predict? That's from Rob in Oakland. And the thing about it is, and again, like most times, you're spot on with your text. The thing about it is, is this ranking is about the absolute roster. It's not about wins and losses. It's not about, you know, strength of schedule. It's not about this, that, and the other. It's about the roster. So we're talking about the 90 guys that are on the roster right now and then, obviously, that's going to transition to 53 guys once training camp is done and, and cuts that, cut downs are done. So that's how this is being ranked. So when I look at every team in the AFC West being ranked, you know, very highly, and then I see the Raiders, it's just, it just kind of, like I said, it just kind of blows my mind that they would be ranked so low. I mean, the Chargers are the number three ranked team in the league. In the league. They brought in some good defensive players, but last time I checked, man, the the Chargers were looking at the Raiders, watching them go into the playoffs a year ago, right? The Chiefs are the number nine team. The Broncos were 14th. I would, I would definitely argue and say that the Raiders roster is stronger than the Broncos roster. I don't care if they got Russell Wilson or not. <laughs> I, I look at the Broncos roster and say, yeah, eh, not so much. But the Raiders at 21, yeah, that was, that was, that was something right there. And like, like I said, the 12th ranked AFC team. So that's, that's a, that's part of this as well. So we'll talk to Ben Lindsay coming up at uh, at three o'clock. We got one more from Sir Whiskey Ray, and then we'll take a break. Q and D looks like it's official. We're now looking for another home. I can't believe this is actually happening. Wherever we go, I hope we're welcome with open arms. Sincerely, Kevin Durant, USC, and UCLA football. So uh, the biggest headlines that hit us today are the the movements of the college teams, USC and UCLA, and then obviously Kevin Durant asking for a trade. And matter of fact, right now, well, not right now, in about five minutes, NBA free agency will be wide open like some old school TV antennas. I expect money to be uh, reported on quick, fast, and in a hurry. So we'll continue to update you throughout the course of the show. But coming up next, we kick into hour number two, Ben Lindsay from Pro Football Focus. He'll join the show. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.